0: This is The Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the mega city metropolis of Toronto. I'm your host Eric Anthony and this is episode 270, Top 5 Marvel Cosmic Stories. Okay, we're up. I'm excited for this one. Dave Molyneux, Marvel Comics guy. Let's do it. <laughs> it.
1: always makes me chuckle when you say my last name.
0: Oh, sorry. I think like,
1: that is cool. I think <laughs> everyone like the other side of the Atlantic pronounces it Dave Molyneux, which is great. Cause like, I've never heard it pronounced that way before. Oh. Cause it's it's Molyneux, but then I get, in Ireland it's Munnix, And then you get <laughs> Molyneux, you get Molyneux, which was a make of Kettle in the eighties. It's up in all Merengue was one. Someone pronounced my name Dave Merengue. <laughs> like, it's awesome, but it's not my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm saying it correct or am I giving it a little bit of a French accent to it?
1: Well oh, you could say it's got a little French accent to it. Yeah, let's yeah. go that
0: route. I think I think that's why I'm fine with it. Yeah. I guess because there I don't speak French at all, but we took it in school, so you kinda knew a little bit of the rules of how, you know things are like i would never say molyneux <laughs> you know we have hockey players like mario lemieux right so you knew the x ah. wasn't pronounced and you you so i saw your name and I'm molyneux like mario lemieux right. yeah so God, that's, yeah so okay but. but how do you properly say it
1: molyneux well it's actually molyneux that's the thing molyneux it's molyneux but i don't like that so i say molyneux yeah it's better because most people say it that way it's fine I don't care, I never use my real
0: name. <laughs> I like that, I like that you had so many alter egos and pseudonyms when I was first getting you on the show. I'm like, who is this man? Who's he hiding from? <laughs>
1: what is your real, that was a funny thing because of course the first episode we did, you said, I have Dave Molyneux here, and I was like, oh shit, he said my actual name. Took the cat I've never bang. used my actual name on the internet before.
0: Uh, I know, so was, sorry about that. It's been a that. year
1: since you outed me, but it's been it's been an interesting time. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. So my, I mean, we're doing a little uh, tangent right off the top. We're going to do top five cosmic <laughs> Marvel stories. It's going to be a good one. I got a big list of alternatives and things I want to mention. But anyways, was this the first podcast you were on this show?
1: Yeah, this was the first one. Now you're a podcast we... star. <laughs> I don't <know> about that. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because like, I think we got talking... I can't remember exactly how it started, but we got talking, and and then I said to you, I wanted to start doing a podcast, and you're like, you should. And they said, do you want to be a guest on the show? Like, sure. And it's been like a year, and we've we've done quite a few of these now. Yeah,
0: so, we're, we're, yeah. we're putting a, a count together. It's almost like a, I don't know, it's like a collaboration now. My last couple of episodes have been with you, and I'm cool with that, because they're fun. And I think yeah. as a fan, when I started the podcast because I did it from a fan's perspective, this is what I wanted to do, this is exactly what I wanted it to be, was just to talk about books that we like. And, you know, and and just to share the passion of it with somebody because I enjoyed other people, hearing other people made me, oh, I'm gonna read that now. So this, I feel like, like, you know, it comes, you go through stages and and this is a good chapter, I think, of the podcast for me. Cool. It'll be good. So you were telling me a story before I rudely began and pressed record. You could continue what you were going to explain <laughs> to me.
1: Before. Don't worry. I'll keep it short so we don't veer off because it's not Cosmic related. Okay. But I literally, um, I've, I've restarted. I've, I've started running new posts on the Marvel Comics Guide site and I just finished Dark Brain and it is the biggest event, like the, the most amount of information on one entry I've ever done. I literally just added it. It's kind of like, I've got to put all the links in the website now. <laughs> and it I, took
0: hours. I used your website. I used your website, compiling my list, looking things up. Did you? I did. Oh, and cool. I said, this website is, is so detailed. It's incredible how much work you put into it. It's not just, here's the issue from here to issue to there. You give every nook and cranny. Man, that's meticulous. It's not too much. What's that?
1: I it's not too much.
0: It's, but it's cool because it's, it's truly <coughs> complete. Even, even when I was looking up, um, I don't want to spoil it, but I was looking up an event and you put in the way you have it labeled where you've got the must, you know, the must read part of the story and then the portions of the story that eh, you could skip if you want. But if you want everything, this is yeah. got stuff. I was like, wow, that's pretty, pretty intense. It's very cool. And as I oh, type cool. things Thank in, you. it would like zero in more and more and more and more and more on what I wanted
1: oh. as well.
0: I don't know if that's by design, but it's pretty cool. Know. Yeah, let's say it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was neat. Oh, cool. Oh, Brilliant. Thanks, man. Is Dark Rain, I think, did I read Dark Rain? I think I did. There
1: was a lot of Dark Rain stuff. So it was yeah. the Dark Avengers era, basically.
0: Yes. Uh, post, yes.
1: Post Secret Invasion.
0: I did read that. Uh, yes. And it went on for about a year and a half. Yes. Around it, that. Yes, it was, it was a big. Thor-related event, right? It was. It and ended with Thor. It
1: ended with siege. Yes, which was siege. yeah. Which I haven't done yet, but I I need to do that soon. Um, but it's also quite quite big. Um, but yeah, Dark Rain, I've tried to make it as comprehensive as possible even though it's like utopia technically isn't dark rain but it's under dark rain which is the x-men dark avengers event then there's dark rain the list and there's all these other little sub events within it Mm. so yeah it's been a it's been a it's a fun one to do but it's taken i started it about three or four months ago i think Mm -hmm. so it's taken a while
0: man do you reread a lot of the stuff that you're putting through the list to just refresh your memory
1: this is the first time I haven't just because of the sheer size of it Um, but normally every time I I read it all again just to make sure that all the fallout is correct and I haven't missed anything
0: man you read read a lot I thought I read a lot because I always got a book by my side but man you're good for you when I think (laughs) of the things you post on your review site and you got kids man well done (laughs) Round of applause to Dave Mullen. Sorry, the kids are a holocaust. Very cool. So did you have a hard time coming up with stuff for this list or have a hard time leaving things off of the list?
1: Um, I had a hard time deciding what should Trump what. Right. right. Um, and that's where it kind of falls into the – that's a bit obvious though, isn't it? Category, but there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with like picking the stuff people know. It's good to try and find stuff that people don't. I did remember one that I know is going to make people groan, mm. but I love it. So I'm going to include that. Fingers okay. crossed.
0: So did um, you, did you yeah. consider what, what falls in the cosmic category for you? Because there's, of course, characters that are spacefaring, but is that all that it takes? Is it for it to be a spacefaring sort of thing?
1: I think, for the most part, I think anything Marvel have done that that's been space-related tends to be considered cosmic. There was some. There was a story I considered, and I haven't included. And it's funny because actually looking at the list, like the most cosmic ongoing title Marvel has and has had since 1961 is Fantastic Four, and I've not yeah. included any Fantastic Four stories. I mean, I would actually probably con- include or consider. The first appearance of Galactus happens on Earth. Right. But I mean he's a cosmic level Definitely. Character.
0: Definitely. I think so, the cosmic universe is kind of born from that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it trumps pretty much anything else. I mean, like you had the scrolls appear and um That's true. but like an alien invasion thing has always been there, you wouldn't consider it cosmic. Galactus was another level. Yeah, but I've never read that. Sto- I've got that story, but I've never read that story, which is weird. I like realized today I've never read that story.
0: I thought, you know what? I I was going through the list, and there were so many must reads that I felt ashamed. I'm like, oh, I haven't read that. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? I, I don't know if I should do this episode. Like, I, I'll confession time. Um, I never finished the Final Threat storyline. Okay. From the, the Thanos Wars, I did the a good portion of the Warlock stuff, but I never, uh-huh. I've never read Final Threat, and I have it so collected in numerous ways, and I'm just, you know, waiting to get around. to, it to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh.
1: It's not that you didn't like it.
0: No, no, um, I never read, like you said, the the first appearance of Galactus, that whole the first mm-hmm. Silver Surfer, all of those things that come come with the Fantastic Four, big chunks of things, a Secret Invasion never read secret invasion oh. but it was something that happened before i took a deep dive into marvel yeah. and it was kind of like do i have to read it now when is it <laughs> what does it take i definitely want to but i also know that there's the omnibus format like what's the best way so Actually, the omnibus
1: is the best way
0: yeah so yeah is it in print it, still
1: i don't know i mean you might be you might get lucky and find it out there but um the core stuff, which is the Avengers books, it's the reveals that make Secret Invasion work, right? You know, and the flashback issues, because all the Avengers the Avengers title titles are predominantly
0: flashbacks that explain how it got to where it is. And I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah, I feel like I would like it too. I it's all I have it digitally. Like, there's a bunch of things that I haven't read that I completely intend to. Um, I'm happy I own them because I. It's almost like ah, I know I'll like it, even though it's a '90s story. I'm probably gonna like it, put it on the shelf. But there's plenty mm-hmm. that I have read, which I was surprised at how much cosmic Marvel stuff I've gotten around to reading. Oh, cool! So it'll be it'll be fun.
2: Excellent.
0: Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what you've. Are you ready? Got. I'm ready. Okay, take it away. You lead it oh, off. Oh <laughs> kind of ready, yeah. You go first,
1: <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna start obvious,
0: okay.
1: Um, and I'm actually gonna say something I said when we did the Instagram live the other day, okay. Um, which is the infinity effect, which is um, strange tales uh, leading into Warlock's ongoing series again, storyline by um, Jim Starlin, and it basically. Kind of repurposed and redesigned Adam Warlock, and took him from being—I mean, he was almost like a like a Christ figure, a cosmic Christ figure in the in the Roy Thomas comics. But he took him into this depressed, introspective, kind of miserable bastard. He's like the the cosmic emo kid basically i i absolutely loved it it's it's got bizarre moments there are some there's like one issue that makes me go now this is just too weird which i think is the thousand clowns issue yeah that was I remember rightly it's yeah. very odd but even though like the magus is it magus magus i don't know how you pronounce that i always said magus because it sounds right to me
0: uh, you know that's a good question i say magus the magus huh. like a magician but magus yeah yeah, I don't know. Who cares? I, no, it doesn't matter. That's
1: that's the great thing about this stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. a Little side story. Tell me. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Um, hang on, let me stop. I keep coughing in your ear. No, that's okay. Um There was there's a story that um Mark is it Avania, I think it's pronounced. Uh, Mark um, told about Jack Kirby. He used to work with Jack Kirby a lot mm-hmm. um, okay. back in the day and he said there was this, I think it was a convention they were at, and there was this little kid came up to, to Jack and started talking about Darkseed. and he was talking away about Darkseed for a while, and then Jack went, yeah, I love what you're saying, I love your take on it and everything, but it, it's it's pronounced Darkseid, and this kid went, no, it's pronounced Darkseid, and from that point on... Jack Kirby changed the way he
0: pronounced the character's name through the rest of that conversation to keep that kid happy. Like I just thought it was a sweet story. Yeah, and it is like one of those names where I think people interchange it. I've I've said yeah. dark seed, dark oh, right. Yeah, like I've I've done it before because it just seems like it kind of looks that way too.
2: Uh, the way it's yeah, written. it could be either.
0: It, you, it's like you,
1: Thanos yeah. used to say Thanos.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And there's Magneto, and there's whoever, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the thing with when you're reading it.
0: Havoc, Havoc. Some people say Havoc. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, I've heard people make argument for it, but yeah, Thanos. Thanos. It's true. Or, or The Hulk, uh, S- Speederman. <laughs> <laughs> or Raj al Ghul or Rachel al Ghul. It's actually Ra's. Oh, yeah. Ra's al Ghul is the right way well, to say
1: it. It depends on which of the two creators you ask.
0: That's true, too. Very good point. Yeah, because uh, the writer says it's Raish, and then the artist says it's Raj. But Both
1: are how kind. do you pronounce Kazar. K-K-Zar. Yeah. I say
0: Kazar. Yeah, it's Kazar. Right. But it doesn't look remotely like Kazar. No, Kazar. <laughs> which, apparently, there's a, a very unique Thanos story within that book, which I've never yeah, read Yeah, there either. is. Damn it. on the on the fly switch up hell yeah
1: we're coming back to that so to go back to the infinity effect so basically warlock with a a lot of weirdness going on and his soul gem becoming more of a vampiric entity almost that's attached to his head um he encounters the universal church of truth which and again it's got those religious say undertones they're overtones um and he, he gets to the bottom of it, who's behind this, this organization, and it turns out it's the, the Magus, the Magus, the Magus, whatever yeah. you want to call it, who um, has the same hair as my geography teacher from when
0: I was 13. <laughs> um, that was, that yeah. was the one weird choice where I said, why would he have an Afro? Like what? Yeah, odd, that, it? that was the oddest choice. I'm sure there was a, some explanation at the time, but it just seems really weird now.
1: Other because than that, different ish enough, but I, what does it say?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure. Like when you, when you're ready to go bad, you grow that Afro out. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, but, but he does the, it, sorry to, to go on a tangent, but in infinity war spoilers, the, May, the Magus shows up again. Yes. Does he have the Afro there? No, he's got like a man button. That's right. Like a samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Little tiny ponytail
0: thing. Better choice. That's a better choice.
1: It works. I didn't question it in that one, but it is slightly distracting. It is. In a uh, infinity effect. But then also on top of that, you get the first appearance of Gamora, the first appearance of Pit the Troll. He meets Thanos for the first time. It's epic. That storyline is epic and mental. And the end of it is... It has, well, eventually it gets called back in a later story and I'm not going to spoil it. Um, But there's a lot there. And it's one of those things as well, like, because it's from the 70s and it's, like, I don't read many 70s or 60s comics. I just tend not to like them. But it's, like, it just feels ahead of its time. There's that incredibly trippy issue.
0: But apart from that, it feels really ahead of its time. It's so good. I just read it these last couple of days and it, I, it's the la- literally the last thing I read for the first time. It's so good. It just got better and better and so philosophical. It's extremely trippy because you know that they were taking LSD when they were making this stuff. No, unquestionable. Like between Engel Hart, what, what Starlin is doing, um, Steve Gerber, there was stuff going on in that office, and, uh-huh. and and like you said, the only way that you can make a story like this and make it all work with the designs that he had come up with, there was something there was something else involved.
1: If it wasn't that, it was at least heavily influenced by that kind
0: of psychedelic oh, artwork, for at, sure. the, at the least. At the, at the least, but i'm I'm almost certain that those guys were dabbling. I think they've even said that that's what was happening because it's and and it it's not in a way where you need to you need to be under the influence to appreciate it. but you but you hear it all the time like some of the best music, some of the best art is inspired from people who have taken the psychedelic trip of some kind. and the story's complex, but in a way that you can follow it. And for him to be able to have all of those pieces on the chessboard make sense while yeah. you're going through this epic, like you said, it's got a lot. It's, it's a pretty incredible book. And yeah. just even the name of the guy, could he be named better to be writing these type of stories? It just all works <laughs> and holds up. It really does. It really yeah. holds up. It's it something really else. It really holds up. It's such, I don't even know how
1: long it is, but it feels long. It's a, it feels big. There's not even a huge cast, but it feels like a big, bigger. They're re releasing it. Um, yes. I mentioned this the other day to tonight that there's a Warlock by Jim Starlin gallery edition coming yeah. out. And I'm, I'm half tempted to get it, even though I've got that in that omnibus collection. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's like five star good for me. I love it that much. I, I rate it incredibly highly.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I enjoyed the – I reread the Jim Starlin Captain Marvel stuff that precedes him being on Warlock, the introduction of of Thanos. I'm going to say Thanos now. Um, And I I was surprised at how much I forgot because it wasn't too long ago when I read it. And I'm like, man, did I read this before? Ah. And there were bits that I, I remembered, but a lot of it I'm like, man, this is pretty deep. And then you get to the Warlock stuff and the with the universal church of truth and the duality of the man and and you can't avoid becoming who you like just so much to think about like it actually were things i was saying out loud that are are things not to forget in life like ask yourself these questions and it's in a kid's Uh comic book but it really isn't
2: yeah yeah it's it i think i read it when i was quite young
1: I liked it, but didn't appreciate it on that same level. Yeah. It just seemed nuts and weird. And I liked how weird it was. But then you, you get a little bit older and you go, I can't believe this was coming out in this medium that kind of, in theory, people say until Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns, there were no real adult comics. It was all aimed very much at children. You go like, you have not read Jim Starlin's Warlock.
0: Absolutely. I agree. It, it, I feel like he was, whatever Jack Kirby was, Jack Kirby was on something to tell us, like he was trying to tell us something, it felt like, and he couldn't make sense of it, and he had, you know, Dark Side and The Fourth World. But what Starlin did with Warlock, it kind of executes what you feel that guy was trying to do in a way. I don't know. Not okay. not saying the same story, but one guy was like, I got something in my brain that I, ca- I just keeps flowing out of me, and I don't know how to make sense of it script-wise. And uh-huh. Starlin, I got all this stuff that I've experienced or that I've seen, and I'm going to make it make sense to you.
1: Yeah. And You do feel like you, you, you come away. Benefiting. It's weird. It's, it's just weird, it sounds, right? It's so deep for no, like such a.
0: I felt that way. Superhero book, like, come on. Hey, listen. You get you get insight from all different types of places. Yeah. Right. So some people get it from reading a religious text, and to us, it's yeah. just like that's just an ancient superhero. In a way, right? People with yeah. powers.
1: Same principle.
0: Yeah. Very a lot of same, same principle. principles. Yeah. Exactly. I, I would have had that on my list. So I'm happy that you mentioned it. So I wanted you to go first. I'm like, will that be his first pick? It's a good one. I was going to
1: save it up, but
0: no. No, that's that's the one everyone should read. If you want to get into Marvel Cosmic and be just just the artwork itself, just to look at those pages, I want to go back and just flip through the art and, and the design. Yeah, it progresses as well even through the course of it. I think where it was released monthly
2: yeah it, he had time to to learn and grow it, it's it's an incredible
1: piece it is it's art and it's in its own way it's so oh, it's just
0: too good it is it is really good good pick that's why i was excited to talk about this because the the times when you get a good cosmic story it it really scratches that itch of everything yeah. you love about the medium and the genre yeah yeah okay um when I was making this list, just a preamble. When I was making this list, I was thinking: Does is it when it's cosmic? Is it on the warlock level, or is it can it be characters that have nothing to do with that sort of world? And I said, wait a second. One of the one of the stories I could read again and again and again, and I would own it in every format. And it has to be cosmic. And it might not be an event, but when you when I say it, people are gonna be like, yeah, that's well, that's a good one. Ballad of Beta Ray Bill.
1: Oh, do you know? I came really close to picking that.
0: Ballad of Beta Ray Bill. It's not a long story. It's the oh. very, very beginning of Walt Simonson's classic run on the Mighty Thor issues. Mm. 337 to 340, four issues. And it's just great. Yeah. I love it. I, the, the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill. I love when an issue that's a completely odd number becomes something that everybody wants to own because of the story. Not because of its cover, not because of, a you know, first time a character comes out, all of these, you know, things that we do now, Chromium covers, it's just the story did it. That's why. It was a
1: complete surprise as complete, well. Complete,
0: complete. Yeah. The, on, the, the hero of loses. And... The hero loses. Yeah. And you... Are fine.
1: <laughs> it it does jaw drop you though. Even like I think I'm. Um, I think watching watching it, reading it again a couple of years ago, I tried to read it from the perspective of someone who's never read it before. Yeah. Which is quite tricky to do when you have. But it had been a while, you know, since I read it, and I'm, I was trying to read it from the perspective of just kind of going, "This is what my expectations of Thor are," and then reading that and going. He's just. This is literally him setting, him setting it up for the entire run. Yeah. Uh, whatever you think, whatever you're expecting from a Thor story, you're not going to get that from me. But it, what he does do makes sense. That it is a Thor. You can only do that as a Thor story. It's really smart, and that was stuff that he sat on for a, for a good while. He was planning that for a long time. Walt Simonson. Um, and I love the the thing as well about the design of Beta Ray Bell. Yeah. Because obviously, like he's got that kind of human-looking look with no nose. Yes. On one form, and then when he becomes that kind of Beta Ray Thor look, he's got a horse um, he actually he based it on that horse head thing. So like, think of a noble creature. Like a horse is the most noble creature, but then he sort of make it look like a, a horse's skull. So yeah. it's like he's scary looking, but this noble, th- and he is a noble character yeah. in some ways more so than. Thor is because Thor can yeah. be a bit of a dick sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So he was definitely worthy.
0: Oh man, it's it's you immediately see, like you said, you're completely shocked, your jaw drops, and you're completely okay with it. That when like you you fall in love with this ugly, monstrous character, you can't help but like him. And whenever he shows up, you're like, yes, <laughs> he's here. You're always happy when he shows up. For me, I, I, putting, I don't know about other people, who, yeah, I but I love them.
1: I love them putting, I'm, I'm happier still when they put him with Sif. Yeah. I love him with Sif. Yeah. Like More so than Sif and Thor and all that, like, don't care. Peter Ray Bill and Sif, thanks. Happy. Everything's yeah. great.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's because it's, they, they they're what each other needs, and it feels right. It feels organic. Like, you can't deny this. There's a chemistry – someone's drawing a book, obviously he can make – but you can feel with, with the – they become actors in a way, right? These characters, they, they have a, a, a true to form that we come to know. And when you yeah. start trying to change that even slowly or suggesting things, we it's like, no, no, no. This is – the Wolverine is like this. Like that's how he is. You know, you – so these actors on the page, when things feel wrong – you can't buy it. Yeah. But when it works, so many things have to be, the gears got to be working. The way the yeah. artist draws them, the way the dialogue connects, the way that they, the type of personalities that are, are coming together In that you're like, of course they would. They should, yeah, th- look how good of a team they are. Whatever Thor doesn't provide, this guy is that man. And he's this lonely warrior there just looking for belonging. And he doesn't care of He's not there because of her position or how she looks. It's just her character. Like, it just works. Everything about this, I don't know, I love... I love uh, it
1: unquestionably just makes sense. Somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you just buy it straight away. It's, completely. it's
1: great stuff. And also, also the other thing that, that Simonson did on that storyline that I only just remembered was he kind of used it as well to... Um, it wasn't just about setting the bar or introducing new characters. Even you know, that cover, that cover. Oh. It's incredible, the first part um it's iconic yeah but, yeah he he also used it to ditch a long standing part of Thor's mythos
2: that actually to me never made any sense the whole don Blake aspect yes. was a yeah. bit of a struggle for me um
0: it, I, I don't i didn't get it i i mean they always try to every uh no the the sorry to cut you off but the ron friends tom defalco they give him they bind him with Eric Masterson. Yeah, so that's right. Go back right, to yeah. that, and then the Dan Jurgens run. He does his whole stretch of time as Jake Olson. Like, there's always these ways to, you know, how do we deactivate Thor? How do we make him so that he's not he he could get hurt or he you know there's a threat? And they always do that trick. And I find yeah. a lot of times it gets in the way. As much as it's like, ooh, that's yeah. a cool twist. Oh, that's a oh no, he doesn't have his hammer. But it's sometimes. Like, Walt Simonson didn't do that, and it was no. the best. Yeah. Yeah, it was just Thor.
1: They're Thor stories. Yeah. There's no weird little romance between Don Blake and all, all like,
2: uh, what was her name, Jane Foster, and but she really loves Thor. It's too, it's too Superman for me, that. Yeah. You know, right. it doesn't add up. And it's funny
1: because like, I've seen so many little cartoons and parodies where they've gone, okay, uh, Odin needs to teach his son humility, so I'm going to send him to Earth. To be a doctor, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I sort of see what they were saying, but yeah, also no,
0: yeah, no, it's it's true, but yeah, I highly recommend anyone who wants to read Thor. They say, where should I start? Even though it's it's a lot to digest, Walt Simonson Thor is the best Thor of all time, definitely. And even even if you just read those four issues though,
1: from yeah. the start,
0: yes. Yeah, just you
1: know, but then fingers crossed, you'll stay put. Yeah, uh, because it's it's worth it. It pays off.
0: And that right to the end when he has that fight with the Midgard serpent, oh, so good!
1: It's so funny.
0: It's so funny. It's great. All right, number two for you. Number two for me. Excuse
1: me. Um, I'm gonna pick an old one. Mm Um, it's called The War to End All Scrolls. Okay. It was a 1980s storyline. Okay. It's not even necessarily the greatest cosmic story of all time, but I've, it really pleases me. And I think one of the reasons why it pleases me is because it it plays with the shared universe idea really nicely. So um, predominantly goes through Roger Stone's Avengers book with John Buscemer on art. On um, and then it leads into an Avengers annual, but that annual also is well, some of it appears in the pages of Fantastic Four annual for that year. And the two teams meet each other in space. Like, what are the chances? Of course, both believe the other side's are Skrulls. And you've also got the thing when Fire Lord comes to Earth and that ties into it as well in a couple of issues of Spider-Man.
0: Is that the legacy of Thanos trade?
1: Yes, so it's collected in the like. Yeah,
0: I've read that. That is good.
1: It's fun, isn't it? That is. Good. It's just a fun. It's a great '80s kind of romp thing, but also like they introduce Nebula. Yes, and it's kind of that would it would be a spoiler if not
0: for Guardians of the Galaxy, because <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's a big reveal in the story. Because as you were describing it, I the, the 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 banner of the war to end all scrawls didn't connect. And it was in the '80s, and it's Avengers, and I and I've read a good chunk of Roger of Stern stuff, um, and it just starts getting. And I'm like Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, the, I remember how they show it. They they there's an issue. There's a there's a like you said the annual where they collide. Yeah, the stories being told from here, one story's being told from there. It ends with them seeing each other. I'm like that was a cool moment. It was the one time where not one time, but there was those moments where annuals are skippable a lot of times. Yeah, they made it become something like here. Try it out, see if you can get a story together. But this was one of those. This was one of those annuals where it was worth reading. Both of it them. It completely paid off. Yeah,
1: you know it, it was funny because like, in England they produced. I can't remember. I think it was Fantastic Four that they split into the Fantastic War Annual. They split into two issues of Secret Wars Two, the reprint title, and then they released um, a Secret Wars Two special, which was the Avengers Annual. So I mean, I, I read it years and years ago as a kid. Just going, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, <laughs> flicking between the pages and comparing because even that those sets of pages that are pretty much the same, but inks—I oh, can't remember who there's a different inker on one, but otherwise it's Burns layouts, I think. Um, but yeah, there's an extra page in the Avengers one where you see um, Captain Marvel fly. She flies inside this machine thing to try and stop events from taking place. But, um, so yeah, like even with that, you're like, Oh no, that bit's different. And it really, they really played with it. Stern and Byrne. Ooh, it rhymes. It was great. They played off each other fantastically they in really the eighties.
0: Yeah. They were, they were a good, uh, they were a good team up that didn't happen often enough, but like he, I was Byrne, he was on the West Coast Avengers while he was on the regular Avengers and, he was writing you know, Spider-Man and Fantastic... Like they were crossing paths and they did the Captain America. They were a good collaboration. Very yeah. good, yeah. They got each other. I don't know if there's something comparable today of, of two writers that feed off each other like that, but no, I mean, Wolfman and, and Ween kind of did that. They had that sort of... They were friends growing up, so they sort of had that understanding with each other. Okay. They actually, I don't know if you ever heard the story, this is another tangent, but they were, um, where they grew up as kids, they didn't live far from Jack Kirby's house and they would what? go to his house and what? yeah, as little boys, they went to his house in the basement and they watched him. I think they watched him draw some of the pages that would be, uh, the first oh, appearance no. of Galactus. they were seeing him no do way. It. Yeah. They tell a very, very, uh, sweet story about how lovely his wife was. And how nice he was to them as a kid, and how they would you know grow grow to be you know legendary writers and Marvel editors and all of that stuff.
1: Did they have a Did they work on titles in a similar way then to Stan and Burn, or was it just um...
0: Marv Mar Wolfman and Len Wein? I think yeah, I think so. They I know that they were um, oftentimes like an editor of the other's book. Oh, right 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 okay. So I think a lot of the early Teen Titans might have been overseen by Len Wein as editor. I don't know if that's right. if the timing is right. I don't know. I've already, I've already
2: a I really, I really want to read those now. Yeah. Yeah. Desperately, DC and DC re-released um, Volume One: of
1: New Teen Titans Omnibus. Uh, two years? A year? I can't remember how long ago it was, and yeah. like, this is the last time. It's the last time we're doing this. Like, I missed it again. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Please don't want some more. I mean, th- I, was, I was wondering about getting those as well, but um, I don't like how much they put into it. They only put like 600 pages at a time, and they're like making all these um, more om- – like it's like they're stretching uh, out the amount of omnibus they want to make for the series, which is fine. They have all the right in the world to do it, but the price point for it doesn't it's justify, rude. right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it, no,
1: it's annoying. But you, if you don't need to – don't do that if you don't need to do it. Yeah. They people- did the same with Shang-Chi. Full volumes. It could have been three. You're Like, come on.
0: Yeah, stuff like that. It annoys me. And X Men. And if you're gonna, yeah, X Men for sure. But if you're gonna do that, give us a, give it at a price point that's at least worth the page count. Yeah. Because other other compendium. books. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's a happy face. <laughs> that should be the poster <laughs> for the it. episode. That that smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Screenshot. What, uh, which one are we at? We were talking it's, about, it's your
1: number two, which sounds like a
0: hygiene. <laughs> all right. Let me look at my Good list noise. here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, um How obvious or how much like it's, I almost feel, should I pick what I, what I really, really like? And I like them all. I don't know. This is tough. Cause I've never had this much on a list. Okay. What Do you want
1: me to not say <laughs> what do you want to be you me You know
0: t- what? I'm going to say this one because you're not going to say it. And it I I loved it, but you didn't like it, which was Silver Surfer by Dan Slott. That uh-huh. That's a really cosmic, definitely totally cosmic story. It's got like 60s pop art with Mike Allred. It reads like a oh, Doctor Who book. Um, it's a sweet love story. It's zany. It's wacky. Can't always take it too serious. But the way that Dan Slott uses the cosmic elements of the Marvel universe at the end of it to cap off the story. It, uh, it had me emotional.
1: That ending is, yeah, there were ups and downs for me, but that ending is
0: undeniably, it hits you. It's, it's really, really beautiful. And, um, I'm really excited that they're finally putting it back in print because it's one of those series for me that I would love to own cover to cover. I have all the trades but I said, if they ever release this, I, I should probably get this book. And I didn't. When they, when they did release it, I didn't jump on it. And I always regret it. So I'm happy that it's, it's finally coming out. So if you've never read Silver Surfer before and you want a place to start, this works great. And you never have to read Silver Surfer again if you don't want to. But it made, it made me want to read more Silver Surfer stories, even though it's, it's so different from all of them. There's enough there that makes you say, I wonder why that means so much. It's it's weird. To me, though, it felt like it should have come out in about
2: 1986. Mm. Because it feels like, but they they do explain something. Because I think a lot of people,
1: a lot of aliens and worlds are afraid of him. right? And you kind of go, surely they know that he's achieved all this stuff since then and he's not the Herald of galaxy anymore. But actually, he's been the Herald of Galaxias a couple of times since.
2: Yeah. yeah. As well. So, yeah. I think, like, the continuity bore
1: in me I was kind of going, yeah, but couldn't they have... Oh. But, like, it's actually... Like, I can't argue with Michael Ritz. I know he's not everyone's... It's not a style that suits everybody, but I love Michael Ritz stuff. It's just so pleasing. It's, it's got that real retro feel to it. But... There's, a, there's an odd kind of modern, very tongue-in-cheek, humorous feel to it as well. That And like Dawn, the character, I can't remember what her last name is in it, but the, the female... Greenwood. Greenwood. Thank, Thank you. you. Damn, damn. I thought she was a really good character. I think it is Greenwood, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. she's. A, I thought she was a really good character. Like she could have been really annoying. But I liked her as character. I liked the way they bounce off each other and it brings out a different part of his persona. Yes. Even when they
2: when I saw that they denounced it, that book, even though I felt the way I did, I think that
1: ending made me go, you need to suck it up and get that book.
0: <laughs> yeah, it pays off. It's one of those things where you're like, what's, what's kind of the point now? Like, where does this go? There are moments like that, but there's a um, real satisfying loop to it all that yeah. I've never read before. I think it was... One of the best issues Dan Slott has ever read. And I like a lot of his Spider-Man. But that one that one was really, really special. It had a lot of heart to it. And it was, I think, like a 10 out of 10 ending. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So Silver Surfer, Dan Slott, Mike Allred, Laura Red. Very, very well, uh, critically acclaimed by many. Maybe not Dave Molyneux, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> I still recommend reading it. It was recommended to me. By me, uh, Geekable. Well, you did, and also I was set a challenge by Geekable. Okay, to read it to get me back into post Secret Wars Marvel.
0: Okay, yes, I remember that. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it is a highlight though that I think will stand the test of time. During that era, it doesn't it doesn't fall victim to all of the things that were happening. It was its own thing. Doesn't does it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. It ties
1: into Secret Wars. Briefly. Yeah. But you don't need
0: to read sequels.
2: That, <laughs> so it's good.
0: <laughs> that was, that was, uh, in some of the lists that I was reading, Secret Wars made it as the number one Marvel cosmic story. The one you hate, not the one you love. Really? But yeah. I was like, yes. oh interesting. Okay. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> number three for you. Number three. Oh God. Me. Number three for me.
1: The problem is I have, I ended up with, with a, oh, are you still there? I'm still here. I ended up with a, um, adding extras to this I've got about nine and I'm really torn okay number three it's not technically um, it's a bit of a cheat you could say so it's the Dan Abner and Andy Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy particularly uh, the post Annihilation Conquest issues the first like six issues but I can't remember exactly that um, then go to secret, um, secret Invasion and through War of Kings. So I was going to say War of Kings. Like, there are some great bits of War of Kings. And Paul Pelletier's art on War of Kings is like, jaw-droppingly good. But I love the DNA Guardians of the Galaxy series. I love it. It's so good. And it's, it's, um, again, it is, it's a run. So again, yeah, you can have the slot, old oh, Red Silver Surfer. If you have that... I can have Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. It, um, <laughs> it ends, so it goes through War of Kings. I don't know. I haven't read it in a while. I'm going to reread War of Kings and do that event at some point in the next few months. Um, but it goes through that event. But also, I don't 100% think you necessarily need to read War of Kings with it. It helps. No, you probably do. It, it, it helps in certain bits. And then it veers off into its own thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I found a, I found that Omni for a really good price. I, I enjoyed the series quite a bit. I was thinking about that series as well. Uh, but it, I feel like that whole chapter, I didn't realize how intertwined all the Abnett and Landing stuff was in the grand scope of the War of Kings, Realm of Kings, all of those... The road to the War of Kings, like everything that was surrounding it they all crisscross with the nova issues and the guardians issues it's it's a big huge and then x-men gets like it's so much so there were i didn't realize i bought that that omni not realizing that and a friend um adam chapman comic shenanigans said he goes you're gonna buy all the war of kings and realm of kings and i'm like nope not gonna do it i'm just gonna have (laughs) it in trade this is all i need yeah i'm buying them all he was absolutely right. I lost the bet, but it is good stuff. You're right.
1: It's great stuff. I think you can probably read Guardians of the Galaxy with War of Kings and be okay. You can probably read Nova with War of Kings and be okay. If you read it all together, it pays off. But yeah, I think you probably you do need to. That's that was the problem with that omnibus. Actually, was it was a bit of a con. Yeah. Because you do need to read the rest. And when you get the rest in the three War of Kings omnibuses, I'm gonna buy, it's just, it pays off, man. Yeah. So it is, it is part of a greater whole, but Paul Pelletier
2: on on those Guardians of the Galaxy issues was just, I mean, that
1: opening scene in issue one, where it's, it's almost like that. You know, we were talking about uh, Ivan Reyes, or yes. Ivan Reyes. Yeah, they got a similar... It's, it's almost they're... that choreographed level of crazy you know he's really laid it out he's really thought it through and there's a lot of emotion in in his stuff as well and it's got this kind of wide-eyed cheeriness to it but then he can do this incredibly gritty stuff and
2: he's great with alien um designs and i think that introduced cosmo that series i think that's where he first came
0: in i think you're right that's right um and nowhere so there are familiar
1: elements in there to people who've seen the films but it definitely it's better read with War of Kings. Yeah, that's fair enough. And even then at the end, you have to read the Thanos imperative to finish the the series.
0: Yeah. It's a whole thing. That's why I wasn't yeah. sure how to, and I haven't read all of the War of Kings stuff. I, I mean, again, this is confusing because I've read the Guardians of the Galaxy series and then the parts where I was like, I'm missing a story. I read the War of Kings event, like the, the ah. trade for it. And I think the other one that was a, tied in. So I'm like, okay, I can see how it all fits in. But I there's still parts of the story that I haven't finished, apparently. So it is an investment, but it's a good one. Yes, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a worthwhile one. Probably,
0: it's, it's a tricky one to kind of pick out as a, a thing or a storyline or a single
2: series just because of the nature of it. Um, yeah. But it's it's worth
1: reading Basically, it's War
0: of Kings, go for it. I didn't mean to change your answer on you, Dave. But I, it's it's a good... The Dan Abnett, Andy Landing Cosmic, that's a whole thing unto yeah. itself, right? Just like yeah. Starlin. They're, they're, the I think, the only thing on the Starlin level of consistency, really understanding how to get the whole tapestry of Marvel Cosmic to work together. Because I think they even bring in... Um, pretty sure they do. Yeah, in the War of Kings, the... Not the X Men. They're always trying to. I can't remember the, the name. Shiar? Not the Shiar. the Shiar? I'm Black. Black Bolt. The Inhumans. Thank you. The Inhumans. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: because it's an Inhumans versus Shiar. Right. War. Well, it's kind of a Shiar war, but with the Inhumans leading the charge because they kind of take over the Cree. It's a big deal. That was a big deal, you it's know. A, yeah. That was post Secret Invasion as well. That kind of spun out of
0: that. And it, and it becomes its own corner of the Marvel Universe that you kind of would overlook if you're really into the mainstream titles at the time, like Spider-Man yeah. and Avengers and whatever was happening with those events. You yeah. don't realize, like, this is actually even bigger than what you think you're reading.
1: Yeah. It's funny. They did a what-if issue, what-if Annihilation, where the Annihilation starts going towards Earth. Hmm. And they're saying, like, while, while that's all happening, they're all fighting their own little civil war. It's like, you're screwing it up. We need you together, basically. There's this big wave coming. Because um, it was two very separate areas. And, and, yeah, you have to buy a few titles, but... I mean, if, you don't have to buy a few titles now if you just... I mean, there's five volumes if you get that entire saga. Anni- in Omnibus format, anyway. Annihilation, Annihilation, Conquest. And then the three War of Kings Omnibuses. And you've got a huge... <laughs> Huge saga to get through, but it's good.
0: It really is. It's amazing how much is included and how much of it is worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't really do a cosmic list without mentioning.
0: You can't. No, it's a true. Answer. And I was thinking as well, like for those who are listening because they like Marvel Cosmic and or they want to get into it, we're going to be leaving out a ton of really great stuff that doesn't mean it isn't worth it. It's just we pick yeah. five to challenge ourselves. So there's going to be a ton of things that you could skip but also go for. Like I wish I could do 20. That's how I feel about this, this one.
1: <laughs> I could easily do 10 at least right
0: now. Yeah. And I yeah. know
1: that while we're talking, it'll make me go, ooh, and I'll write down another four.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, to go in line with what you just said, I don't know if this this is um, double dipping, but I'm going to say Annihilation, the first one.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Um. It's just the the omnibus is the way to go 100% if you're going to read it. It's really it's yeah. completely worth it. It's it reads like a a fresh story. You don't have to be too too bogged down I don't think in um Marvel history. Like if you this is this isn't a lot of a lot of ways of reintroducing things to you and they're making all the stories intertwine. So it's almost like watching a television show that, that has episodes completely focused on different corners. And then all of a sudden they converge and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's why I had to read a story about the super scroll. I didn't want to read that story. That was the one that <laughs> least interested me turned out to be yeah. really good. And I'm happy I did because here in this event, I know what the players are doing. Yeah, And, um, yeah, it, it's, a. Uh, it makes you suddenly care about characters that weren't on your list at all, on your radar at all.
2: Well, who
1: ever thought we'd get a Ronan the Accuser title? <laughs> like, when, I, so when they announced it, I remember thinking, like, so hang on, there's Annihilation Nova, okay. He's going back to the, okay, Annihilation Silver Surfer, okay, Annihilation Super Scroll, oh, interesting, Annihilation Ronan, you are. <laughs> yeah. But, like, great. 'cause that's one of the, the great things. One of the things we've talked about a number of times, you know, in the past was that it's hard to get into a, a series, I think now or a more modern series when you know the characters are going to make it or they you know they're going to come back. At that point in time, everyone just seemed like fair game. Cause it was it was the, with the cosmic stuff, because it's not your mainstream, it's not Spider Man, it's not the Avengers, like who's going to make it out of this? And this was the thing that was wiping out whole chunks of the universe yeah like that's a, that's a statement yeah it you know if are gonna have an event wipe out chunks of the universe not like a little town yeah nice try civil war
0: <laughs> yeah that that was the thing so I, I don't know when it was being published but i think it was near Same and time. around the time of civil war so I'm, yeah. I'm 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 reading this i'm like this is taking place during civil war Civil War is stupid. Like, that's how, in that moment, I'm like, what a bunch of dummies. They don't even know what's going on. They need help. Yeah. They need help out there. And you guys are fighting. And it's it's so um, metaphorical in a lot of ways.
1: It's funny when you think about it in that way, especially because, like, there was a point in time where someone would fly to Earth. Quickly, quick. Galactus has got a wedgie. Oh, we better gather together and sort that out. <laughs> this is, like, way bigger. But they're so busy slapping each other around. Yeah that they've completely missed that all this is happening. And all you've got is, well, I mean, there are other characters beside those four, but you've got, with the Silver Surfer and Nova, okay, two kind of hero characters, the Super Skrull and Ronan. Yeah. We're doomed. Like, yeah. And then Thanos is in it, and <laughs> and the Surfer goes back to Galactus, and like, what? What's going on? It was, it threw you. And then that's the thing. Like, it was it was still relatively self-contained. So it's four minis, and then you have the Annihilation miniseries. He didn't
0: know what was going to happen. No. And, and, and you also are reading it. I had to remember like, oh, this, this is before there was a Guardians of the Galaxy series from Abner and Lanning. This precursor yeah. to that. So this is a, a new fresh take on um, Drax, the Destroyer. And all of these characters are, you're kind of getting a feel for them for the first time. They're figuring out who they are and who they're going to be. This is kind of cool. Yeah, because there was that first miniseries of I think Drax to destroy, and I'm like, who is this girl? Like, why do I have to care about her? <laughs> that keeps following him around. Like, what? a what, yeah. what, what, what? Where's the story? Where's the cosmic? What is this? And and it pays. It's like slow burn. It feels like, but it's like, oh yeah. Make it's sure nothing happens weird to, to me that girl. That they
1: did that. <laughs> yeah. But she ended up in. Oh, what was it called? It was like it was basically a knockoff of that of the Japanese film where all the school kids are fighting on an island. I can't remember the name of the series. Oh man. It was Avengers Something. Oh, dude, seriously, Marvel Comics Guide, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what was the I can't remember the name of it, but basically she ended up on there, which was a bit random. They kind of forgot about it. But what I remember when they changed tracks and they kind of essentially make that part of Annihilation now. So on, on the reading order I've done I include that Drax series because it is so close together it's clearly a precursor like a prelude to, to what was coming um, and they include it in the omnibus you know it's like it's it's key but I remember going no that's not Drax mm-hmm. and now like it's more Drax than it's <laughs> been
0: before I know when I read Drax you know, in been those, that way for those a long uh, time. Captain Marvel issues Man, this is so weird what's with the purple cape. Yeah. And you got the original remind-
1: Drax is odd in hindsight.
0: Yeah. It's but it, it's, it's one of those things too that you have a nostalgia about. It's like that there it is, there he is. There's Drax. That's not Drax. <laughs> yes it is. You don't know. Yeah, it is. yeah, Well I loved him
1: when he was stupid. That was that's my because when I first saw Drax to Destroy, he was in it was to build up to Infinity Gauntlet Right. So that was what Drax was overly muscled and dumb <laughs> and introducing wolverine as the badger
0: oh that's interesting
1: <laughs> which was i think that was infinity when we did that he started naming everybody introducing everybody
0: oh that right right names. right 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 that's right i was confusing something with something else yeah What number are we on duh three each i think we've done we've done three each yes that was so it's your number four annihilation good choice Oh, this is tough, man. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Okay. Do you go with your heart or with logic?
1: I'm trying to figure out if I get greedy. Yes. And just take a chunk. Take but it. But I'm, I'm not chunk. going to. I'm going to take a small bit of a larger hole.
0: Take the whole thing. Have your cake and <laughs> you eat it too. Do it. We make the rules. Okay, do, do, do what you have intended. I, don't
1: I was going to say Thanos Quest.
0: Yeah, that was. Thanos Quest is too. part of a yes, a greater whole. Yes, I mean it's part of the rebirth
2: of Thanos, which is then leading to the Infinity
1: Gauntlet. <laughs> and I kind of, I had Thanos Quest and Infinity Gauntlet as two separate, just to not be greedy. But um, you can't really have one without the other. But to me, the it's almost like the strongest part of that. Whole storyline was was the final quest to me, which is when he, um, he's obviously been resurrected by death to go and wipe out half the universe, and to do that he has to obtain the six in, Infinity Gems. They were called Infinity. They were called
2: Soul Gems at that point in time, and then he basically steals them all off of various people, mostly Elders of the Universe, um, and then he creates the Infinity Gauntlet. They don't call it the Infinity Gauntlet until the issue of Silver Surfer a
1: couple of parts later. But it's the way that he goes about it that shows what an incredible character Thanos is. He's
2: devious and he's got a little childlike viciousness to him. Even though he's so incredibly smart, it's like you can kind of see him going... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and somewhat up, you know? He's, yeah. Yeah, it's a great miniseries. It's two parts, double...
0: Double length issues, um, but that's is the highlight of that whole saga for me. It's it, 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 it was it's on great. my list separately too. I had Thanos Did Quest you? and I had Infinity Gauntlet, and I said, "I you can't you can't say Infinity Gauntlet without referencing Thanos Quest because it, it everything about the the gravitas of Infinity Gauntlet does not exist. It, it begins mid story. Yeah, it does. And I and I it's always it's almost Act three it yeah because you've got the silver surfer portion and you got Thanos quest and then you get to that culmination and there's still so much that you're missing out after the fact like the story has a the way it you know goes into the sunset if you will you yeah. can't you can't just it doesn't just end with that awesome scene of him on his farm no nah. there's there's more to it you know so yeah it's hard it's hard to you have to include it. That Thanos its all quest, part of the greater whole, isn't it? You have to. You have to. But even on a cosmic list, like there's no—it's just sacrilege to not. There's so many things that you can leave on the floor, but it feels like you can't. Not you, you. You have to refer to Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, portions of it.
1: I mean, I know obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you say that about Secret Wars, the modern Secret Wars being number one over Infinity Gauntlet, I don't see it. No. Any any part of that storyline, like even, even the Return, the Rebirth of Thanos bit from the five-part the five Silver mm-hmm. Surfer storyline, I would take over that. I've, I read that storyline on its own so many times. I destroyed my comics, basically, just like, I'm going to destroy that again. It's just, it's an odd storyline as well, that first five parts, because there's not a huge amount of fighting it's a no. lot of, almost philosophy
0: it is and that's the thing with the starlin right is that so much of the the action is a lot of mental gymnastics too and what is yeah. in the fight within a within the character's mind like uh-huh. i don't not to bounce back but just in the portions of the warlock stuff where the in-betweener shows up like i love yeah. that shit yeah and when and when you see that stuff come back in infinity gauntlet and all of those characters have something to say. Where chaos and order show up, and yeah. you know, eternity and infinity. I just, I love That's that true. stuff. It, it, it's like my goodness. Or Kronos and understanding that Thanos is a, a descendant of of Kronos. It's awesome.
2: It's crazy.
1: It's just so crazy big. Yeah, and you're kind of going. I think I get it. It almost doesn't matter if you complete. You know. Almost don't try and think about it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Think about it, but if you don't get it, who cares? Look at the pictures. Yeah, Yeah. great pick. I'm happy you picked it because I I felt like, am I going to leave this out? Who's going to say it? Are we just avoiding it because it's so obvious, the elephant in the room? Okay. Um, I'm going to get obvious now. It's, It's one of the... I don't know. I feel like you—you, you, it's a must own comic book uh, series. Even if you, even if you don't like Marvel, you got to read this just once in your life. I think it belongs on the must read comic book list, and that's the Dark Phoenix saga.
1: <sighs> I nearly put the Dark Phoenix saga. Right?
0: Yeah, it, I feel like I'm thinking with my mind and my heart, but it's like you yeah, come on, because it's—you it's a- see why they keep trying to put it in movies, and you—and if you read this, you'll know that they can never adapt this
1: no i don't see how you can it's like with a lot of these things that it's like you've got to do this you've got to do that it's so key yeah but it's key to the x-men because of the stuff that comes before right and like i didn't realize i didn't appreciate it in its depth until i read it with by reading everything before you know well everything from like giant size x-men up but yeah it's that's the payoff. That's the thing with these with these sagas. Is like you can read the nine issue thing or the six issue thing, but if you go back and you fill in all those gaps, it pays off way more. And it's funny because like the reason I think I didn't stick with Dark Phoenix is because the the cosmic parts kind of at the end. Yeah, you know, but it's definitely a cosmic level story.
0: Well, like, her power is, her power comes from a cosmic. Entity, yeah. right so there's so much that's happening um that's ground level in you know Westchester wherever they're from New York yeah with the Hellfire Club that seems like this isn't a cosmic story I love those issues
2: but
0: yeah it's but you and I, I remember reading it for the first time and thinking to myself what's this what is None, this isn't the Dark Phoenix when does it get into the Dark Phoenix saga like how does this all fit in and I didn't I really appreciate how comic book storytelling was paced back then where it was an ex, like an expression of a whole you really were living within these books yeah it felt like yeah and, and things felt like remember you know three years ago when you read that <laughs> book yeah and you're like Oh, and that's I think yeah. why people who come from that generation of appreciating comic books continuity is important to them cuz the payoff of it it showed that the writer cared about you sticking along for the ride. Like if you stay around, it'll pay off and you'll you'll become more invested. Even if the story one day doesn't hold up, we're figuring this out with you. That's what it felt like.
1: That's it's funny cuz like I think you kind of nailed it. That's pretty much summed up why I started reading comics. You know, in a way that I don't think I realised before. I always say, like, oh, it's, I'm fascinated with the shared universe, and it's a vast array of characters, and it's that it's that care that's gone into it, and it's the payoff, and the time it takes to see these characters grow that you don't get from a not to bad about the films ago. That's not what I'm saying, but like, but like a two hour film, oh, okay. Six ten years of X Men comics, different feeling altogether, mm-hmm. different kind of payoff, and and again, like even anything that follows that, like the, I mean, the storyline that followed it, that probably tied in the most, you know, the closest. I think kind of treated as a sequel, was from the ashes, which wasn't really cosmic level, but being able to tell stories like that and set you
2: up to something and you had to wait months to find out how it was all going to play out
0: yeah it was it was, it was our great soap time. opera you know it's like yeah. people who watched young and the restless all those years and people de age or 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 grow up really fast and it's like how does that make sense like just shh let me don't ruin <laughs> my stories <laughs> And then sometimes they do something where it's like, you ruined my stories. I've been watching this for, or I've been reading this for this long. And that's what you did. Yeah. Right. That happens, that happens too. Where they like, oh, really? They're coming back from the dead now? How convenient. But we stick with it. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, was, it was one of those things where at the end between the artwork, between the amount of story that's told in those eight issues or so eight or nine issues from, I think, 129 is usually collected when you get the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, yeah. You do You do spend a lot yeah. of time with the X-Men in, in each issue. And yeah. I, when I went back and retroactively was trying to catch up on all the X-Men that I missed, you realize how well you start to get to know them as characters uh-huh. and how much you've lived through with them. Like, oh, I've been to Australia with them and I've – you know, I remember when they were hiding out and it was the fall of the mutants and all of these. I'm going backwards because I kind of read it backwards in a way. But you realize that I've traveled the world with these characters. I've even been to the Shire Empire. I know what the McCran crystal is and, and why that means something to this group of people. So, yeah, it all comes together in, in this storyline. It was, it was big. It was expansive. But you see why the X-Men held such a um, grip on comic book fans
1: yeah it's funny as well you talk about that character growth and there is a lot that happens in that storyline i mean even when you just take one character for example to me one of the the highlights of it is still that image of wolverine in the sewers yes but
2: like it's not just that he's a feral little mean git who wants to go back and scrap at those Hellfire guys. He's gone back to
1: rescue them. And before that, it was like he didn't care. Yes. Now we see that he cares.
0: Right. So. And and you, he's such a character shrouded in mystery during that time. Yeah, he still was then. And always that little bit more that you get of him, it made us, it made, I, I didn't live through it. Like, like you would have probably been reading it as a kid. No,
1: no, I didn't until later.
0: Oh, that's true, because you probably didn't have access yeah. to it. I wasn't alive. That was the thing. I, but, when, <laughs> but when you... It's, that's the thing. Like, I didn't even realize what was going on until you always just hear about it. But those issues are, like, definitive of the team, of the characters. Yeah. It all goes back to to Burnin Claremont on the X-Men. Ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately.
1: That was a crazy team. Great run. Yeah. Every – With more cosmic stuff in it as well.
0: Yeah, a lot more. I wasn't sure where to do it, but I felt like the – I guess the Dark Phoenix saga of that time with the Burn and Claremont team of would have been like the – that was the event that really and, – and, of course, Days of Future Past, but it, the big payoff came with Jean Grey and the, the Phoenix. Like what would happen Yeah. To
1: I'm kind of glad it played out the way it did.
0: It did, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Makes sense. Okay. We're at number, you're number five.
1: Oh man, no, this sucks.
0: I know. Cheat. I encourage you.
1: I can't. You I've, got- I've snookered myself. Um, I'm going to go, oh, thing is, there, I'm looking at one that I really want to say, but I'm looking at the other one that I know is better. So I'm going to pick the one that I feel is better. Okay. But we'll probably chuck in some little bonus wins at the end, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry.
1: All right. So um, I'm going to have to go... Oh, come on, man. Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Final threat is my number five.
0: I haven't read it.
1: So I'm not going to spoil it. But it's the end of the Thanos saga from that period of time. So obviously he's introduced as we were saying earlier in Captain Marvel well he's introduced in Iron Man actually Iron Man 55 and then through the Captain Marvel storyline for the Thanos War and then he interacts with Warlock and then it all comes to a head in the final threat which was uh, Avengers Annual 7 and, and Marvel 2 and one Annual Number 2 and you get the Avengers you get Captain Marvel you get Adam Warlock you get Moon Dragon I only mentioned her separately because she wasn't in the Avengers at the time and the thing Spider-Man and it's the the grand finale basically and I think like to be honest for the two-parter part one is considerably better than part two Um, but it pays off and I'm I'm looking at you thinking like I can't I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything for you if you're literally about to read it so I'm not going to say too much but We've talked a lot about Jim Starlin, so I think we've kind of covered the main basis with him and why he works. But it's the payoff, and it's good. And part two is like more of a traditional superhero kind of romp thing. I don't like that word, romp. It's very tabloid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I need to be in Like in England, they always say, that like, oh, they were, this so-and-so actor was caught in a hotel with three prostitutes, romp. I'm like, what? Um... Thanos isn't caught that way in the final threat. Just just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Death wouldn't have it, man. Um but yeah, it's a it's a great ending, but it's it's almost like the start of the end is, is better. I, I can't say too much. But it pays off. It's a, it's a good payoff.
0: You could spoil it if you really want to. No,
1: I'm not gonna do that. I can't I can't. I can't wait. I've been I wanna know what you think of it.
0: Because, you see, yes, I saw it collected in the, my Warlock trade, and then I said, screw it, I want the, the omnibus because I just love this character and I love Jim Starlin on the character. Um, but then I see it in the Final Threat Epic Collection that has the Jim Shooter. Like, I'm like, what? Where does this fit in with everything? Yeah. Where am I? So, what's the best place to read it for it to make sense? So I was thinking in my head, I'll read it from the Epic Collection. Next time I go on vacation, I'm going to bring the final threat with me, and I'm going to read this well-received, highly sought-after epic that went out of print so quick when it first came out, and it became like this whale. So I'm like, I'm going to read this story and see what it's all about. And now I, I see it in the, this Omni, and I'm happy that you've shared it. Sorry pardon me. No, that's, that's okay. There was no noise. There was no noise. Good. Jeez. Um. I'm happy that you put it on the on your list, because now I know, keep going and finish this book up, because this is the best way to wrap up that particular saga of the character. This is where yeah. it
1: fits. I mean, sorry to, not to interrupt, but no, no, yours, where they have, obviously, they've included it in the Epic Collection, I think, because it's the Avengers annual. Right. But right. it's not part of a, a creator's run, because it's, it's Stalin writing the avengers it's kind of not writing the avengers he's making it he's making people read it by writing it with the avengers in it right in a way um so it's more a part of the overall kind of thanos epic or warlock epic and it's more them than anyone else so you're doing it the right way it's it's better to read it as part of that because i think i can't remember who was even writing the avengers at that point it might have been steve engelhardt I can't remember. I
0: think it was. I think it was Jim Shooter and Jerry Conway. Jerry Conway was, was there for a little bit, because I think it was right at the end of Shooter, um, Engelhart's run.
1: What was it around the
2: Korvac stuff?
0: The Corvac Conway. stuff follows it. I think Corvac uh, happens next, which was uh, uh, yes. one of the ones I was thinking about picking. Really, was I wasn't sure where that where I would want to put that. That's an interesting one.
1: I really don't like
0: it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I, I'm like, this is held in in high esteem, and I get why, but I'm also left with somewhat dissatisfaction at the end.
1: Yeah, to, I don't know. It's weird. It's hard. I read it again for the for the guide a little while ago, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Um, and for me, it read like fifteen different people who written it. Mm.
0: I um, understand. I get you. And you
1: can see that, like it's like, there's no clarity as to how they want it to go. And I'm sure it was great at the time. And if you read it as a monthly series, it probably reads very differently. But ultimately, it's about two teams looking for a guy who's a major threat. And by the time they find him, he's he's actually living quite happily in tennis shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> What's this?
0: I like, wear
1: some proper, like pull those socks down, man. What is that outfit? Uh, <laughs> it's just weird. I don't get it.
0: I get why people like it, but I also understand why you you don't. I understand both sides of it. Okay. And I didn't know where I where I stood. Like I liked it, but I also was like, something weird about this. You're right. <laughs> it so. Man, I feel like I'm out of options between what we've picked. Look at me, I thought I had so many to pick from.
1: I stole the good stuff, man, to be fair. Didn't I? I took way too much at the end.
0: No, no, no. You I'm happy you mentioned everything you mentioned. Because I was I, I there were certain things that we haven't gotten that, that we talk about often on the show between favorite events or us, you know. New reader friendly. Some of those are we've mentioned. And I'm like, should we talk about it again? Because I feel like we bring it up a lot. Like people know it's we nice like it. It's to find new
1: stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So That's I, why I almost didn't want to do Infinity Corner.
0: Yeah, but it, it, it's... Can't not do Infinity Corner. You can't. You can't <laughs> not. And And you also want to, if people are going to read some of the things that we recommend, I don't know if we have that influence, but if they happen to, you also want to be like, this is going to be, this is a classic.
1: Yeah, that would be the ideal
0: yeah and don't buy the Infinity War because you won't understand Infinity War you gotta read Infinity Gauntlet uh huh you know and, and I don't think newbies would know that necessarily
1: no, no I think a of lot of movie. new readers because of the films yeah they, they've they gone straight to
0: Infinity War like no nope. yeah so this last pick very obvious I guess let's go very obvious uh Kree Scroll War okay Kreese Girl, I know you're not a fan of Roy Thomas, but it...
1: Um, <laughs> oh, I got that tone again.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a, a starting on point where it's it's a, a launch point, really, for Marvel Cosmic in a lot of ways where they hadn't been before. And yeah. when you're getting an interstellar warfare that is throwing the heroes in it, and then you get this cosmic character in Captain Marvel with Rick Jones, uh, and, and the, the artwork from... Um, everyone that worked on it, but those issues with Neil Adams.
1: Yeah, they are great issues. That that moment when Triton just comes out of the the sea.
0: It's yeah. At
1: one it, point, it can like you could own that just for that page.
0: Yeah. So it's I wouldn't say it's my my favorite thing that I've read in regards to cosmic, but as far as a top five, it it should belong on on people's lists of check this out. If you want to, like, if you want to, if you want to get on the ground floor, if you want to get to where a lot of this thing, these things, sort of leapfrog from, we're going in different directions here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it basically like without pre-scroll war, we wouldn't have had *Secret Invasion*. We wouldn't have had um, *Operation Galactic Storm*. We wouldn't have had the more recent *Empire*. We wouldn't have had *Young Avengers*. We wouldn't have. You know, there's, there's a lot that it feeds into. And yeah. I think like, whether you, whether you like it or not, it's worth a read just to understand the grounding of it, where it comes from. Like, uh, uh, the initial chapters are very odd.
0: Yeah. They're a little silly. You, you don't yeah. know how they, f- and I th- again, that, that kind of was like what I was saying with the dark Phoenix saga. You're like, how does this, what does yeah. this have to do with the war? Uh-huh. But you realize back then that all of these bits of the character, what they're doing will fit in later.
1: Yeah, it's funny as well that it harks back to the cows.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. It is weird. It's but, very strange. But there is very a lot strange. there that when you like, even when you watch something like the Captain Marvel movie, which is not really my favorite amongst the the MCU, but seeing the scrawls. In a movie universe, it's like, man, we've come a long way from what we used to yeah. read as kids. Like, these are real characters in a legitimate movie universe. That's kind of cool. We could get Secret Invasion. Yeah. Like yeah, like, there you go. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, you could really get yeah. this this sort of thing. And and it all begins with, like, the Kree Skull War is mentioned because it, it is the spot to, if you're going to dig back into the archaeology of it, it starts from there. Yeah. but give me some of your did it make the list very close to it. I got to hear them because I think okay. those are some of the true answers that we want to give. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest though, like, I think there's more. There was something that you said, that, oh, it's too of the X-Men. While you were talking then and you said, like, oh, there'll be like four more answers. There was, I think one of my favorite cosmic X-Men sagas, cause there's the Brood saga, um, particularly the kind of, well, the the proper brood saga storyline with Paul Smith's artwork on the last couple of chapters. That's great. And it's weird because like I think a lot of people forget that it's that's why the new mutants exist. Because the X-Men were supposed to be dead during the, the Brood saga. So why you think it's like, oh, the X-Men are dead? I'm gonna get another bunch of teenagers and <laughs> probably kill them all. <laughs> um but it's actually there's a reason why he does why the reason why he forms them is because he's infected with a brood egg. Mm. So, like, there's a you're reading that standalone unique graphic novel, Marvel graphic novel number four, but it's part of a the, there's like a sinister thing, like when you read the whole thing together. Um, but that's a fun one. Um, the War Scrolls saga, though, I prefer, which is it was post, oh God, it was post extinction gender. Jim Lee art, they all get sucked into space. The team in their very suggestive yellow and blue outfits with the thong front. Okay. And Professor X has turned bad. Um, and there are these war scrolls who are like a whole other level of scroll, and it's Jim Lee art. And it's that was an exciting time. That was what made, there was a friend of mine that got into comics for all the five minutes, and it, it stemmed from that, We just describing those issues to him, him going, whoa. That was some fun stuff
0: which which uh was it the x men adjectiveless x men it was happened?
1: uncanny x men two seven four okay. to two seven seven
0: I don't think I've read that' I think it's, a this,
1: whole. it's a nice it's a it's a fun
0: storyline. yeah, yeah, that stuff was fun it was real it really captured the Saturday morning cartoon feel that would come out later, where yeah. everything was exciting and bright, and they looked strong and cool after you know. Yeah. It, it, that high definition of, it was like watching 4K comics at yeah. the time. That's what Jim Lee's art was like. It was, it was
1: ridiculous. And, you know, when you compare it to a lot of the other titles that were around at the time, nothing was like Jim Lee. Whereas obviously nowadays it feels like probably too many things that feel like Jim Lee. And it's kind of lost that, uh, what was special to it, which is a real shame. But like at that point in time, God, that was just so exciting just to get the latest issue and see that. And, and like, they have a great Wolverine Gambit moment and there's an amazing fold-out cover for issue 275 mm-hmm. um, by Jim Lee, which has been recoloured by um, Thomas Mason. Um, so I, I love the recolored version as well. Just It's just, it's really great. It's just awesome stuff. It's so good. Um, okay. But apart from those, there was another x storyline I was going to mention, which was History Repeats, um, which a lot of people don't like. But I really like it. And it harks back to another one that was on my list, which is just a Fantastic Four. It was 257 by John Byrne. So of all the Fantastic Four stuff, I was thinking like, what stands out to me is a great cosmic storyline from that. And it was it was like half the issue is cosmic, and half of it, I can't remember what the other half of it is. I think it's about the FF potentially losing the backs of the building. Um but the other half of it is Galactus consuming the scroll throne world and that is uh, was a pivotal moment as well because that then leads to the to the war to end all scrolls and it leads to the second Right. or
2: right. it also leads into that x-men storyline history repeats when the x-men
1: end up alan davis uh with Art and cuba on the alternate issues it was uncanny x-men and x-men I'll have to check the issue numbers just for the sake of clarity Uncanny X-Men 368 to 370 and then X-Men 88 to 90 but they're kind of it's a crossover so it's one issue at a time and they end up going they end up in space they fight this thing in the previous storyline they end up on a a planet that's got Thunderbird Warlock and all these characters that are meant to be dead and then they realise they're scrolls, and then they realise this isn't the, the present day
2: We've gone back in time. We've Mm. gone back to the Scroll throne world and Galactus is about to consume the planet.
1: So, like, for me, that just paid off nicely. But it was just the way Alan Davis does it. It's, again, I always say it's fun. It's so much fun. It's pure fun comics. It's like, they're doing (laughs) the thing. They're doing the thing. I know. Um, It was great. I loved it. Um, But that's really good fun. And and the last one I was going to say, because you mentioned it earlier, but not, I didn't have it on it before. Was the Khazar story mm. with Thanos, even though it's not actually. Spoilers. Um, but regardless, doesn't matter. It's great. Uh, Andy Kubert on art, uh, Mark Waid writing it. Khazar versus Thanos, like, how can you possibly win?
0: Right, right. You're right, a dude
1: right. in a loincloth.
0: I hope they put that in a nice collection where it's all there i think it's what 12 issues or so i'd like them i'd like a yeah nice.
1: i think it was about yeah i think it's about 16 there were a couple of specials and and then after that christopher priest took over for a couple of issues and it got canceled but like if they if they did like a deluxe edition yeah that would be lovely
0: that would be really cool it's so only really heard, nice
1: series I've,
0: I've heard a lot of good things about it and it was that uh mark wade the stories that mark wade asked Andy Kubert what he wanted to try and he says can we draw this and so he made a story for him to draw basically Damn. yeah it's kind of i that's think i think that's how it went there. i'm not sure so some of the things that i i, I sh- probably should have mentioned instead of the crease girl war but <laughs> i really love thor god of thunder by jason Aaron, the god butcher
1: it's really really popular because it's coming out and only again yeah.
0: So, yeah that's um I was definitely going to get that Omni when it came out. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I love the Isad Ribich art. Um, it's it's the, I for me, nothing will top Simonson, but I like that Jason Thor's Aaron, or Jason Aaron's Thor. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> the mighty Jason. Yes. The my- <laughs> Jason Aaron's Thor. I like that it's distinct. In its own way. And he tells a very so, like a very original story that hadn't been done before. Like young Thor, current Thor, King Thor, gotta team up. That's uh-huh. cool. That that's it's a nuts. lot of fun. It's it, nuts. Yeah.
1: And it's it's another epic run as well. Like he stuck with that title and even though there was a lot of I mean, obviously the, the
0: God Butcher stuff is, is like the first what, twelve issues you say? I can't remember now. Yes. I about think it's that. first twelve.
1: But then you get you get the female version of Thor later on. Um, I want—I really want to get that omnibus, but they've released them too close together. They released a fraction one and that one.
0: I've and never read War any of the fraction stuff.
1: I want to get it purely for when they re-release that Loki Journey into Mystery omnibus, which I do hope—I hope they re-release that with Kid um, Kid Loki, which is such an amazing series by Kieran Gillen. Um, but yeah, I really want to read that Chase Aaron and Thor stuff
0: again. Yeah, it's it's long overdue for it to have been given the omnibus treatment because it really is deserving. It was a consistently good title for as long as he was on it, and it stayed fresh. He tried, and none of it felt forced. You you were in, you wanted to see how it ended he really wanted to see how it all came to you. but that, that this yeah. collection that's coming out now really really cool stuff really fun one of my one of my favorite cosmic stories and it's the just the scope of where were the gods now we have to kill them <laughs> where were they to help us let's go kill them it's, it's a it's so ambitious how do you pull it off and I like that that he took that chance. Another one, I don't know if Avengers Forever is cosmic or if it's a time travel <sighs> story. So I was debating on I wasn't sure where that would fit. I don't know. Cause it's Kang. But time and space, right? Time and space yeah. is, is cosmic. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. There's a quasar I mean- in it, so it's gotta be cosmic, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um,
2: and, and Kill Raven's in it as well, which is kind of technically cosmic as of Martians.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, it's, it's, we've talked about that book before, though. That's why I didn't want to mention it again. Captain Marvel <laughs> by Jim Starlin should be given its kudos because that's where it all begins for him. Like Thanos comes from there. And when he first gets that in that cosmic cube, that fight, and some of the artwork. Yeah. And and when uh, Captain Marvel Marvel gets cosmic awareness, those are some cool. Those are some cool panels.
1: It's it's funny because like it's, that is another one where you see him grow, especially where you see the design of, of Thanos initially. Right. But he wasn't even writing it on his own either. He was, no. It He was co-written, which I didn't pick up on until like a little while back. Um. But yeah, I think it's stronger towards the end. It's definitely stronger towards the end, but there's this bit in it, and I think I just shared the panel. If I can find it now, I will. Rather, I don't want to hold every things up. But there's this brilliant bit in it when Drax finally comes face to face with Thanos, and it is the most trippy comic moment ever in the history of ever. (laughs) It's so.
0: I think I know the one you're talking about.
1: I think he uses this technique to defeat him. Right, right. I can't remember what it's even called.
0: Um, I know what but you're it's talking about. Yeah, it is extremely psychedelic. Yeah. And all of he all calls of the it form something mind
1: wipe or something.
0: It's yeah. Like,
1: what?
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's cool stuff, man. It's great. That's a it's it's a great collection. I know we talked about it on the Instagram Live, but I I if you're a Thanos fan, go to the beginning. It pays off. And, of course, I've mentioned this ad nauseum. The Thanos Infinity Saga from Jim Starlin is so good to me. I love it. I thought
1: you put that in your top five. To
0: I was honest. going to, and I, I just left it off of the list completely because I, I said it's so obvious. I've always talked about that. Like, my whole list is just going to be top five Thanos stories. That's what I was... Yeah, it's it was hard for it not to be, though. It, it, was get, it? it could have been that. Like, I wanted to do Captain Marvel and Warlock, Infinity Gauntlet, I was thinking in those terms and I'm just like nah you've read so much more and then I remembered Beta Ray Bill and I'm like yeah talk about something like that switch it up a bit
2: yeah
0: but man this was fun
2: it's tricky
1: I, I know full well as well when, when we walk away from this I'll go god damn it I didn't mention it
0: <laughs> it's true I mean you didn't mention any of uh, um, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers no no I didn't <laughs> Um, one, one, I think that it's the sweetest cosmic story, maybe even more so than um, The Silver Surfer, or maybe not, I don't know. But Mark Wade and Mike Raringo, when they go to get Ben Grimm in heaven and yeah, God is drawn as Jack Kirby.
1: I wasn't sure if that counted as...
0: I wasn't sure either, but I'm figuring if you're, if you're going into another realm and you're going to heaven to rescue your friend... That's cosmic. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. I got so many questions to ask you. I'm gonna go on your website now and just look everything up. Uh, this was this was exciting. I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, just waxing rhapsodic about our favorite kid stories. <laughs> Silly boys. Uh, Dave, where can people find you if they want to follow your page and, and your Instagram posts?
1: Um, if you jump on Instagram, you can find me under Marvel Comics Guide. I think there are a couple of people using that name now, but I'm the proper one. Ha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what a egotist? Um, but yeah, I mean that's got links through to the the page, um, the Marvel Comics Guide blog, which was which is on blog. So I think it's down as it's down as Marvel Crossover UK which is a mouthful, but if you Google Marvel Comics Guide and put in any of these events that we've talked about, it should come up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the good thing is, like, just as a, a disclaimer, you may think that these books you can't find, maybe for now, but they will be back. Just look for them; they will be around. You will be able to purchase them, even digitally. You know, you can yeah. get them real cheap digitally, and they're a lot of fun to read. They'll definitely. Or if you worth get unlimited.
1: Life. Yeah. For you know, set price a month, whatever it is now. Yeah they're all on there. Yeah. All these all these stories are on there.
0: Yeah. So there's there's a lot of ways that you can read these stories and I think we picked I mean, in my opinion, winners. These are winners of stories. You can't go wrong across the board. You might like ones more than others, but for cosmic, these are all definitely worth checking out. Dave, thank you so much. This is so much fun. I can't I'm looking forward to the next top five.
1: Me too. Thanks for having
0: me on again, dude. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for more Cave of Solitude. Take care. Be safe.